show and look good doing it. Insane Throttle Support Store has a wide range of different style t-shirts, stickers, coffee mugs, and more. Now, to protect against COVID-19, we have Insane Throttle Face Mask. Get your support wear now. Rock on! Era begins again. everyone how you guys doing welcome to the show today we got a pretty good one for you very good one actually but of course all our shows are freaking good don't forget to go listen to us over on spotify and itunes so got a question today one, you know, I'm answering questions, you know, usually in the beginning of this show. Before I go into my final thoughts, I might answer another one or two. So if you got uh, questions you like to give me, go ahead and send them. Uh, the one question that I got, and it's in the comment section of one of our platforms, was all you do is read the news that's already available. So what makes your show so special? Hmm. Okay. Well, that's, you know what? Fair enough. Fair enough. As everyone knows, I cover the biker news going on in the scene. What I usually do is if you're over on HarleyLiberty.com or BikerLifestyleMagazine.com, you'll see articles that are posted. Actually, it's a news feed site. And, you know, I'm not per se media. You know, even though I do hold the uh, media organization or association uh, credentials and stuff, you know, I do cover rally news, except, you know, this year has been pretty messed up. That's really the biker news that I like covering is rally news. But what I like doing is bringing a spotlight on some of the stuff that is happening in the scene. Yes, it has to do with the club stuff. A lot of people like hearing about the club stuff. And the show really does uh, bring to light, if you would say, uh, stories that a lot of people are too busy to read. You know, for example, a lot of people listen to us at work. They're getting their information. Yeah, it's coming from us. Yes, I'm reading the news. That is, you know, I used to do it off of, uh, what is it, one of them teleprompters. I'd read them or, you know you know, just come up by the skin of the pants type of stuff. But people are real busy nowadays, so I provide a service, and that service is free. You know, basically, it's at the point where it's a doggy dog get world, if you would. Uh, people just don't have time to jump on the internet and get their news. So that's the service that we provide. Uh, it's nothing special. You can do it on your own if you think you can. <laughs> this stuff ain't easy coming in front of a camera or a microphone because, again, our wheelhouse is the radio uh, almost every day and coming up with new topics for the monologues or coming up with the final thoughts, uh, the wall of shame and stuff. Corey Graff puts a lot of time into that. It's not an easy gig, man. Am I complaining? Hell no. Uh, because and it, the money part. Let's talk about the money part. You don't make that much money on these platforms. You know, the way that you know we survive with the show is donations through uh, the PayPal or Harley Liberty story. There's a uh, you know a con 
a contribution button down there or you know our biggest income is our support store you don't make millions of dollars from youtube or you don't make millions of dollars from facebook i think you get like paid two dollar it comes up to like two dollars a video over on youtube and that's if people are clicking on their ads so you don't get rich doing this type of stuff I know a lot of people are trying to duplicate what we're doing and they just fall flat because one they don't got the personality and two <laughs> they're not me <laughs> yes I know I'm conceited it happens it happens uh, but if the rallies were happening this year we would be covering a lot of that and I think that'd be a lot of good program but you know a lot of people ask well why ain't you doing mc protocol like the other ones are doing i'm just not into that guys uh you know we started talking a little bit about that when we first began and then i sat back and said you know what now people have to go actually go up to a member to learn what's going on i can't give you advice i can't uh tell you well this is the way you you should do something because i know damn well that it's done different in every part of the damn country so that's why i don't do it and i am real old school in the belief that you actually got to go up to a motorcycle club member to learn what's going on yes motorcycle clubs are a huge freaking issue within the scene because everybody looks to that stuff you know, let's be honest, a lot of guys who got into riding bikes, the first thing they wanted to do was join a motorcycle club. And they found out it's not as easy as they think. So, yeah, I don't like doing the protocol stuff. Also, uh, there was another one, uh, personal uh, type of deal. You know, what you see on camera or what you're hearing on the radio, that's a show, guys. What I do in my personal thing, what I'm a part of, uh, who, what I ride or who I ride with, that's none of your damn business. And I always keep that, uh, you know, to myself. So I do laugh a lot when people say, well, you're out of the city. Do you know that for sure? That's all I have to say on that. But that's uh, my answer to that. If you got a question you'd like me to answer, go ahead and send it over to info at insanethrottlebikernews.com. Or if I see it in the comments section of one of uh, the platforms like YouTube or Facebook, I'll you know what, I'll pick it up and I'll answer it. Uh, there's a lot that comes from Instagram. So with that, let's go over into the news for today, shall we? <laughs> Okay, here we go. Sad state of affairs. Everybody knows, you know, me and Leo don't see eye and eye on a lot of stuff. Uh, but this story is a sad story. Anytime uh, a motorcycle rider goes down and loses their life, that's uh, something terrible. You know, I experienced that at 15 where my older brother got hit by a drunk driver and he was killed on a motorcycle. So I know what the families are going through when this happens and I don't care if you're a regular motorcycle enthusiast, a cop, whatever, firefighter, or just a regular uh, hard-working uh, biker, when somebody goes down in an accident, it is terrible. And from Ken5.com, three members of the Thin Blue Line Law Enforcement Motorcycle Club were killed in Kirk County in an accident. Uh, the sheriff said uh, the motorcycle riders were riding in a group along Highway 16 between Kerrville and Medina 
Uh, it's eerily similar to what happened with the New uh, Hampshire 7. Let's take a listen. Good evening and thank you for staying up late with us. Developing tonight, a memorial now stands where three motorcyclists were killed and nine others injured in a drunk driving crash just outside of Kerrville. Those victims, a retired police officer and two Army veterans. A deadly crash happened Saturday afternoon. All of the riders were part of the Thin Blue Line Law Enforcement Motorcycle Club. Eyewitness News reporter Jordan Foster was there today when that memorial went up. He also spoke with one of the club's members about their tragic loss. So sad. I mean, this is a senseless, absolutely senseless crime. In town for the anniversary of their motorcycle club, Thin Blue Line, Jerry Harbor, Joseph Paglia, and Michael White left Bandera Saturday morning for breakfast and never made it back. A guy crossed over the center line and killed three people and injured nine others. The Kerr County Sheriff's Office says this man, Ivan Robles Navajas, was drunk when his car plowed into the group of riders along Highway 16 people wonder why just drunk. outside of Kerrville. Navajas has been charged with DWI, multiple counts of intoxication manslaughter, and multiple counts of intoxication assault. You took protection and service away from thousands of people yesterday by your one careless action. David Weed crushed to hear what happened to his fellow brothers. After the initial gladness of family members calling us and knowing that we were okay, turned immediately to the pain and suffering of losing the guys that we did. Paglia and White came to Texas from Chicago. Arbor was from Houston. Paglia was a retired police officer like many others in the motorcycle club, and Harbor and White both serve in the U.S. Army. Weed says this was the tragic anniversary that will never be forgotten by the brothers of Thin Blue Line. At the beginning of each meeting, we have a roll call, and there were five names on that roll call of past members who have, who have passed away, and everybody in the room says those five names well, now we'll have three more names added to that list. Sad state of affairs right there. Our thoughts go out to uh, the Thin Blue Line Law Enforcement Motorcycle Club. And uh, one thing I have to say is if you idiots get on the comment sections and start bashing because they were cops and stuff, yeah. Them comments, you know, people talk about censorship. You know, those comments are just ass nine. Like I said before, Anybody that gets killed in a motorcycle accident uh, needs recognition. The family's hurt, and I don't care what job you have at that point. You got to be able to put, though, you know, you're, you know, you're, like I do, and everybody knows I'm real hard on Leo, and I really don't, uh, you know, like what they're about. Uh, but when somebody dies on an accident like this, and it's real similar what happened with uh, the New Hampshire 7 with the jarheads like I said earlier uh, give some respect that's what I can tell you guys now and there will be more on the final thoughts now let's go over to schnuck news it's kind of like schluck ain't it I gotta love that one uh, and this was over 150 motorcycles participate in Frackville Elks Ride for Veterans who's an elk out there I'm a moose, you know, I never uh, joined the Elks, but the moose is, uh, you know, something similar to it, and this is a pretty good story about how uh, bikers are helping the community. On Saturday, the Frackville Elks held their 13th annual motorcycle ride for veterans. The annual event 
is held to raise money for the Elks National Veterans Service Commission and is one of the organization's biggest fundraisers of the year. All the proceeds from the event go directly to the veterans in our area, including those nursing homes as well as the VA hospital. Over 150 motorcycles participated in the run that began at the Freckville Elks and with kickstands up at 11 a.m. and visited the Andreas Sporting Club in Andreas, Riverwalk Saloon in Perryville, the Flying Aces Motorcycle Club, uh, before any returning. Uh, Lodge Secretary Bill Mack said that was one of their largest turnouts ever for the event. Rock and roll, man. I love it when we can do uh, news when it has to do with helping the community. Next, we're going to go to WIBW. Bikers Against Child Abuse holds Poker Run Fundraiser. Let's listen in. You know, the Bikers Against Child Abuse, also known as BACA, is an internationally organized, recognized organization that was established 25 years ago. The organization supports children by empowering them in difficult situations. The Northeast Kansas Division serves awesome. 50 kids in the area, and they did their part raising money today with a poker run fundraiser. You guys got a fundraiser, let me know. A piece of paper that has all the stops listed on it, and then you mark off which card you draw at each stop. And then when you get back here, whoever has the best hand and then the worst hand will have a payout. I never win a poker run. Motorcyclists are having a poker run starting at the historic Harley-Davidson building. Poker runs are pretty common in the motorcycle community. Um, And like I said, we wanted to still have an event, but not one where we all had to like be right next to each other all the time. We wanted to make sure we were appropriately socially distanced. They are doing it to raise money for kids experiencing child abuse. And we see and hear some of the worst of humanity. Um, and we, we can't show that. We're there to make sure that our kids have a, have a pleasant face to look at and have a safe spot. The Northeast Kansas chapter for Bikers Against Child Abuse was established in 2005. They support and empower kids living in tough situations. Bell says they are experiencing more child abuse because of COVID-19. The incidences of child abuse are just skyrocketing because kids are home. Teachers aren't seeing them. They're not out in the community having reports made. And so it's it's really imperative that we get the message out that just because the world is shut down doesn't mean that children aren't being abused. She says they are here to help in any way possible. We send them to therapy. If somebody needs to go kickboxing to deal with some of their anger, we can help them pay for that. Um, If they need just gas cards to get to a therapist because they live out of town, we can help with that. And we also accompany all of our children to court so that they have a friendly face to look at when they're trying to testify. As bad as it is for us to hear, it's not nearly as bad as what they went through. BACA does federal background checks for each member, and they do have to wait one year before they can apply to be a primary for a child. The organization meets on the third Sunday of each month to discuss events and coordinate ways to continue support for children. Rock on, man. BACA out there as usual. And it's pretty freaking sad, man, that uh, that does have to happen, but I'll have more of my final thoughts. Uh, This one's an interesting one from Biker Dad. Uh, As you guys know, I love Biker Dad's uh, material. His website's great. He usually does a great job with uh, highlighting what motorcycle clubs do uh, that other organizations uh, won't do. But a motorcycle mystery, a biker's body was found near landfill. His motorcycle was found a half a mile away. 
uh, this mighty ABC4 staff, and this happened out of Fairfield, Utah. A father and son found a Lehigh man's body near a landfill Saturday night on Allen Ranch Road in Fairfield, uh, Utah. According to the Utah County Sheriff's Office, the body has been identified as 50-year-old Benjamin David Jansen of Lehigh. The father and son uh, discovered the body around 8 p.m. on Saturday and called law enforcement. The man was found dressed in full motorcycle riding gear, laying face down in the middle of the road. He did not appear to have any obvious injuries that investigators could see at the scene. His motorcycle was found about a half a mile away, but deputies say the motorcycle was leaning on its side, but did not appear to have any recent damage from any sort of a crash. The sheriff's office says that what exactly happened is unknown. The man's body has been taken to the medical examiner's office to try to determine what happened. Uh, Sergeant Cannon said the man was supposed to have returned from his ride around noon Saturday. Very interesting mystery right there. And again, we'll be following this to let you know what happened. But that does sound, uh, you know, maybe he was walking to get help or something and had a heart attack. I don't know. Because there's no, you know, they didn't say anything about foul play in this one. So we're just going to have to wait uh, for a follow-up to see what uh, happened here. Now, Corey Graff's Wall of Shame. Yes, everybody loves Corey Graff's Wall of Shame. And like I said in my opening monologue, he does put a lot of work into this, making sure that he gets the good stuff to us. If you listen to his interview, you know how he goes about it. But the Saginaw Bay News... Uh, Saginaw police officer fired for excessive force against women, uh, a woman, 57, he had arrested. This is by Cole Waterman. A Saginaw police officer has been fired for using excessive force on a woman he had arrested. Meanwhile, a criminal investigation remains ongoing to see if the ex-officer will face criminal charges. That is something that's uh, becoming real popular nowadays, being held accountable, yes. Saginaw Police Chief Robert M. Ruth was joined by community leaders during a Friday, July 17th press conference in the department's lobby. Ruth said that on Saturday, July 11, a white male officer arrested a 57-year-old black woman on unspecified charges. Jail records indicate the woman was lodged on charges of felonious assault and assaulting, resisting, or obstruction of police. Quote, when at the jail, she did spit upon the officer. You know, see, you know what? That's where I have to disagree a little bit. You spit on me, I'm smacking the hell out of you. Uh, the officer's reaction was to strike her several times, causing her to fall to the ground. Again, you spit. I don't care if you don't win. You spit on my face, I'm going to knock the hell out of you. You know, who agrees out there? You know, that's what I got to ask. Uh, the officer was placed on unpaid suspension as an internal investigation was conducted. Uh, the matter was also referred to the Michigan State Police for a criminal investigation, which remains ongoing. You know, you got to freaking say to yourself, you're getting spit on. You know, what if she had AIDS or something, man? That's all I got to say. Uh, quote, we've interviewed all the witnesses at the county jail, witnesses here in the police department, and recorded all the information we can get on this particular case. It kind of has something here on YouTube. Let's listen. 
for a second. Press conference today. So earlier in the week, our city manager put out a uh, press release reference an officer that was suspended without pay indefinitely for an incident that occurred at the Saginaw County Jail over the weekend. And that through that process, we have been conducting an internal investigation, giving the officer his due process as he's, he's allowed through his union. The, <laughs> That's an American also, right. At that same time, a criminal investigation was started. The case was turned over to the Michigan State Police to look at. That case is still ongoing, so I cannot release a lot of details about the case. I can't release names. Okay, uh, you know, there's a lot more. You just see that one on YouTube, uh, Saginaw police officer fired for excessive uh, force. Uh, they're not releasing the officer's name, but the Saginaw Police Department is in the wall of shame. And not just because of this, man. You know, that kind of irritates me, due process through the union. That's an American right uh, for every but an American citizen. Uh, so, but, you know, I kind of got to question this one because somebody spits in your face. Uh, I know what I would do. What would you guys do? That's what I'm saying, you know, unreal. Uh, but, you know, in nowadays, hmm, this is the norm. Okay, let's go into my final thoughts for today. One of my biggest things have always been drunks. I cannot, you know, I can see going out there, partying, having a good time, uh, but a drunk where they need it every single freaking day, uh, they get violent with their family members or they get out there and kill somebody. Did you, do you always notice that when there's a drunk driving, uh, I don't call them accidents, man, I don't. Uh, it's not an accident that somebody got in there, got drunk and hurt somebody, but they never get hurt themselves. It's usually the innocents that get hurt by drunks. And one of the sad things uh, when I, you know, over my time in the 90s and the early 2000s, uh, a lot of the funerals that I attended happened with motorcycle accidents, but they were drinking heavily, man. Went into a curb, couldn't pull it out. The reaction time stunk. Uh, so, you know, me, I'm a big 420 guy. But I won't do it unless, you know, I'm at home, chilling, or at a party. But I will not get on a bike. Will not do it, man. Uh, I won't get on a bike because no matter what anybody says about 420, your reaction time still sucks. Uh, and it's just 10 times as worse when it comes to drunk driving. So, you know, I believe in the message, you know, give up your freaking keys, man. Don't sit there and take a risk and hurt your, somebody else. You know, I don't care if drunks want If they're that stupid to get out on a bike or they're stupid enough to get in the car and kill themselves, that's on them, man. They shouldn't have been drinking and driving. You know, I have no sympathy for that. Like I said, uh, when I was a teenager, my older brother got killed on uh, a bike. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I know how the family's going through that stuff because, you know what, it never goes away. Time does not heal you think about it i'm uh in my upper 40s and that happened when i was 15 still think about it a lot uh about what was lost and you know like i said earlier it does not matter if these three that were killed uh from the thin blue line uh, motorcycle club were 
ex-law enforcement or law enforcement, it don't matter. You know, they were riding their bikes and a drunk came in and killed them. And it's not cool. And like I said, you know, I'm not going to be too nice if you're going to put stupid comments uh, down. You're going to get stupid comment answers from me. Uh, everybody knows my position as far as, you know, that line that's drawn between bikers or supposedly supposed to be drawn and law enforcement. But when something like this happens, it's just a sad state of affairs. And like I said, this is, you know, there was three in this incident where there was seven in another. So, and the, the one guy in the Jarheads incident was all coked up and methed up or whatever the hell he was on. Shouldn't even have been driving. And the same thing for this guy. You know, he was drunk and he killed some motorcyclists, man. And that just ain't cool. And as a biker community, regardless of what they were, our thoughts should be with the families right now. Because they're probably going through hell. I can not probably, but they are going through hell right now, knowing how their loved ones died. And this is something that uh, goes on all the time. You know, this one made the news because it was ex-police officers, police officers, and two of them served in our military. And everybody knows how I feel about our military boys and girls, man. I love them to death because uh, they're the ones that make this country what it is. So, uh, but... That's why it's in the news, but, you know, there's a lot of other ones that are never in the news or even, you know, some are mentioned, maybe one or two lines, but there's a lot of motorcyclists that get killed by uh, drunk drivers or themselves drinking and driving, and that's a big problem, and that's one of the fights that I hope uh, Abate, uh, you know, I know they do the, uh, you know, look twice, save a life stuff, but... There needs to be some education for new riders because you know what? I believe you can't treat, uh, you know, teach old dogs new tricks type of deal. But for the younger generation, you really got to let them know, hey, man, it's not cool to get drunk and ride. It's not cool to get high and ride because you know what? I always say a motorcycle is like a loaded gun, a loaded gun. It's just waiting to go off and it's not something to play with. You know, yeah, you know, I see the stunts and stuff some of these kids do, and I gotta admit, these kids can ride better than us old-timers ever could try to do. Uh, but that's something for a closed-off environment, but motorcycles can kill you right away. You know, you're going 75, 80 miles an hour on the highway, you know, with the ground moving, you know, a couple inches away, one stupid mistake, you're done. So, you know, think about that. Spread the word uh, about drunks and stuff like that. Uh, the other ones, uh, you know, I really like doing what bikers do good uh, for the community. Uh, that 150 uh, roundup with the bikers, with the Elks. The good organization from what I hear. Also, uh, Baca. Come on, Baca is always doing awesome out there for the kids. And I hate it that there has to be an organization for that. But, you know, when that kind of stuff happens, it's like, man, animals don't even treat their young like that. Us as human beings with the freaks out there, uh, I believe, deserve no damn mercy whatsoever. None. You know, chromos? Nah, man, uh-uh. <laughs> you know what? That's another whole video that I can get into about chromos. Uh, sometimes I just can't believe... Uh, 
Yeah, just let me keep that to another video because I'll go on and on and about that. And uh, Corey Graff's Wall of Shame, my final thoughts on that, man. If somebody spits in my face, I'd probably do the same thing that this dude did. Uh, you know, because you never know what people have, man. You can have the HIV, you can have HEPs, you know, you can have, you know, COVID now. So it's a real dangerous state of affairs right now if somebody's going to spit in your face. I don't care what color they are. One thing you'll notice about me, uh, I try to judge people on their action and not their color, but it seems like, you know, anything going on right now, uh, you're a racist if you're white. And, you know, nah, that ain't happening, man. I've been called racist for the last freaking three weeks since this stuff's going on. And you know what? I'm a proud white boy. Proud Peckerwood. Uh, but anyway, I wouldn't have let anybody spit in my face. So uh, don't forget, Monday the 27th, I'm going to be having a Bikers on COVID special. Yes, I'm going to be talking about COVID-19 the whole time from a Bikers perspective. Uh, so hopefully you'll listen into that. Uh, I got uh, uh, answers from an interview that I did from uh, a very honorable man. And hopefully you guys... Uh, I'll listen to what he has to say. But with that, don't forget to visit us on iTunes, Spotify. Take us to work with you. Listen to us while you're doing what you got to do. With that, I'll talk to you guys later. I say goodbye. Vamoose. Adios. Ciao. So long. Get your hat jacked. Don't forget to go over to HarleyLiberty.com. Get all your motorcycle club news. What's happening in the scene? We have a new article or articles every single day over at HarleyLiberty.com. And don't forget the sister site, BikerLifestyleMagazine.com. If you're into all that kind of manufactured motorcycle and news, motorcycle rallies and bikers help in the community, motorcycle club editorials and more. And don't forget to visit us on Facebook. Get involved in the conversation. Watch videos done a motorcycle madhouse and more. Also, we have Instagram. Yes, Instagram. We have material that is not seen anywhere else. So don't forget, get on our platforms, check out your daily biker news. Rock on! Hey guys, this is Kara from Bagger Syndicate Cycles. I just want to let you know about a place where you can get the greatest apparel top of the notch all about baggers bikers and brotherhood and ladies don't you worry we didn't forget about you check it out at beggarsyndicatecycles.com yo show is now available on spotify and all major platforms including iHeartRadio, itunes stitcher and more don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can be notified right away when our weekly episode is uploaded so you never miss an episode. Hi, this is James Hollywood Machikari. Join our YouTube channel and get Motorcycle Madhouse and tons of videos related to the bikers. Join now by subscribing for free and become part of the crowd today. Always free and always entertaining. Don't forget to visit us at www.harleyliberty.com for your daily biker news. Rock on!